Step one, wake up early, gon' rise with the sun. Step two, get some good, some food in you. Step three, think grow hard about what you wanna be. Step four, fuck everybody, just do your thing. Wake up, today's gonna be a good day. 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 What is going on, guys? It's Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast saying, hello, how you doing? It's good to see you again. And I've got a good buddy with me today, Jeremy Brooke. Jeremy, how you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? I, if I was any better, there'd be two of me, man. So uh, so Jeremy is joining me on the show. He's someone that I've been buddies with for, I don't know. I mean, we've been kind of buddies for probably three or four years on Facebook. And then we kind of met one time and we became better buddies. And, and he's someone doing kind of the same kind of stuff that I do just about, what, about an hour and a half from Orlando, I think. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So... So we're going to be talking today about life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and mindset. Let's talk business. Let's talk life. Let's talk the pursuit of happiness. Um, but let's start out. Let's trade jokes. You want to start the show off with uh, a couple of jokes? I'll, I'll tell one. You tell one. We'll both just tell mm, a joke. Why don't you start? Maybe, how about, maybe how about knock, knock jokes? How about knock, knock Okay. Jokes? All right. So I'll go first. All right. So start it off. Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with it. Orange, orange shoe. Aren't you glad you're not a banana? <laughs> that was terrible. That was the worst. I know, it was. It was terrible. But here, here's mine. Knock, knock. Who's there? Impatient cow. Impatient Boo. cow. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> That's my favorite. Knock, knock. Good. So, uh, well, aside from the ones on the office, you know, the KGB waits for no one. Um, now, if you're not an office fan, you don't get it. But if you are, you know, you're welcome. So, Jeremy, tell me, uh, give me the 30 second version of like what you do. Tell us like what your business is, your offerings and where you're located, just so people know what's up. Yeah, um, I'm outside of the Tampa, Florida area, or more like East Tampa, it's like Brandon. Mm -hmm. um, I almost moved. Yeah, we do a lot of this. Yeah, we just. Uh, um, do a lot of the same things that you do, uh, that you said, uh, we do, uh, pressure washing, uh, roof cleaning, uh, soft washing, paver sealing, window cleaning. Uh, yeah, pretty much, uh, those things. Um, and we're going to dabble a little bit into lights this year, nice. uh, Christmas lights, mm -hmm. uh, heard some great things about it and, uh, great things that guys I know that are doing lights. So yeah. we just thought we'd give it a shot, kind of get our feet wet a little bit and kind of see where it takes us. Yeah. You know, we were going to do that this year and uh, it, my team didn't want to, you know, we, we had a meeting and, um, you know, I was like, Hey, I think we can do this thing. And they had reasons. They said what we shouldn't. And, and I'm like, you know what, you can't put a team in place and, let them run things if you're not going to let them run things. So uh, we're, we'll be doing the Christmas light thing next year. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, I, I uh, for those that don't know what we're talking about, you know, literally uh, there's just big businesses out there that just install Christmas lights on people's homes. It's, it's a great business model. I know a bunch of buddies too, Jeremy, that, that do it and have a great deal of success. So, all right. So you got a home service company, you do your paper ceiling, you do your washing, you're doing your lights. Um, what, uh, how long have you been at it? Um, I want to say officially like 2014, but really got serious about it probably around 2018-ish, mm -hmm. started getting some employees, and then started really getting serious and understanding business when my wife and I joined Conquer, uh, mm -hmm. which was right before the pandemic, which is a crazy thing because... Yeah. I was at a point in business where I knew I needed some help and I hit a ceiling point. I really wasn't sure what to do. I needed some experience, mentoring, something, right? So we joined uh, and then literally like a month later the pandemic hit, we're like, oh my gosh, we just made this commitment. Like, what are we going to do? But really, um, Conquer, man, got us through uh, the pandemic and nice. a lot of it was mindset. I mean, mm -hmm. it, really, it really was. Um so yeah, we'll uh, talk about that. What, what do you mean mindset? What, you know, how how does that actually equate rubber meeting the road for people listening? How did mindset help you get through twenty twenty? 
Um, I think a lot of it is just, it's reframing things, right? It's, it's, uh, I think we're always in a process of like just renewing our mind and, and the way we reframe and rephrase things. And, um, a lot of it was just not freaking out and saying, okay, what's, you know, everyone kind of makes fun of me for using the word, but what are different ways to pivot through this pandemic? So it was not, it was just because of that community that we learned ways to really find other avenues to keep mm-hmm. afloat um, through, through the midst of all that is, I mean, people, I mean, they're not thinking about what, you know, our services in the midst of a pandemic, mm-hmm. um, just, it's just not the first thing on their mind. So it's kind of like, reframing yourself um and re and just looking at okay um what can i do in the space that i'm already at that mm-hmm. can be a benefit to what's going on right now right i really tell people we're in the problem solving business right i mean that's mm-hmm. really what we're doing you know it's not about pressure washing it's not about paper sealing it's not about window cleaning it's not about roof cleaning it's not about christmas lights it's about you and i being the problem solver saying hey i have i have a problem that i can solve for you mm-hmm. and that's a, a real big, um, I think, a mindset shift that um, needs to happen. Um, the way we, the way we look at ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's. I think a lot of guys, and I don't know if you're guilty of this, but they at first or maybe still do think of themselves. Well, I'm a pressure washer, you know. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. You're not a pressure washer. You're a you're a business owner that happens to provide the service of pressure washing. That's what, that's what you're, yeah. that's you, but you're in the business of being a problem solver. That's what, that's what really you are. You know, within the, um, hold on, I need to clear my throat. Hold tight. And since I don't like editing my podcast, I needed to say that. So people knew why there was that awkward silence in there. So, um, <laughs> so you get the real deal here, folks. Um, Shoot, I, I just distracted myself. Oh, you asked me, uh, you asked about, you know, that identity, you know, identifying as, you know, the washer versus whatever. And I'll be honest with you, uh, a big part of me, and I would say the part that I, I identify the most with hates the idea of, a, of the identity of being a quote unquote, a washer. Now, for anyone listening that's not in Jeremy or or I's uh, industry, Jeremy or my industry, I, I, me no good with word. Um, you know, however, however, I should say that. But if you're not in our industry, okay, um, you may not get it. But a washer, you know, we do pressure washing, window cleaning, you know, things like that, exterior cleaning on your homes, and and businesses. And there's this whole thing, like, uh, well, in God, may he rest in peace. But like, you know, uh, an old buddy of mine who passed away uh, not too long ago, uh, John Lang, you know, he created this thing, uh, mm. Wash Life, you know, Team Wash Life. And and now as I'm mentioning uh, a friend of mine that's passed on, I would say, you know, no criticism of John, but but I was never like the Wash Life guy, right? You know, I was never um, that thing. And um, gosh, I just want to pause for a second. And John was even on the podcast, I, he's just where my mind went to. I, I actually hate even mentioning him as I'm, you know, essentially criticizing a concept here. Um, a lot of love for John and a lot of love for anyone that, <laughs> that, that does wear that identity. It's, it's nothing mm-hmm. against them. So uh, I'll, I'm going to move on from that. I just wanted to be clear. Um, but, uh, but this whole, you know, being a washer thing, I, I just, I hate, you know, I hate that concept, Jeremy. And it's not because um, it's beneath me. It's not because I'm ashamed to be someone that's a pressure washer. A part of me does like it. And the part of me that does like it is if I'm around, you know, um, people that judge one, you know, based on something like, you know, what they do, I want to be known as the window cleaner or the pressure washing guy. Because it's just like, I'm not here to impress you. You know, that's cool. But when I'm hanging out with people like you, Jeremy, you know, my, my entrepreneur friends, the reason I hate it is I see so many people that, um, you know, whether I've never interacted with them, but just see them online or people that, that reach out to me, you know, I get, I get countless calls, countless messages. Hey, can you help me, you know, talk through this? Can you help me with this? Whatever. And the number of people, their businesses are so hung up, 
because they just focus on that washing mentality. Now, I would say the same thing, like if I was in the security industry, I'm like, I'm not the security dude. Now, I might be the security dude for the sake of marketing, and I might be the washing dude for the sake of marketing. But in my internal mentality, it's like, no, man, I, I never woke up and said I wanted to be the something dude other than I want to be the dude that's pursuing his dreams and having fulfillment. And I want to be the dude that's providing the lifestyle for himself and for his family that they want. And being a washer doesn't do that. That's that's the technician mentality that they would talk about in the book. Um, uh, tr uh, not traction, but um, the e-myth, right? I want to be that entrepreneur minded guy that says my identity is not wrapped up on a thing. I want my identity to be wrapped up around opportunities and maximizing them on them just like you described and how you got through uh and flourished it sounds like in that 2020 thing so that was my really long answer to your question that i would say i that's a one trap because i've fallen into many in the business and and i've had many mistakes and things i've had to fix as a result of falling into traps but that's one that i haven't just because i just kind of i kind of hate it does that do you like me now jeremy am i was that too too harsh with my uh hatred for that <laughs> <laughs> no not at all and it's um just to kind of add on to that if you if you look at yourself as a washer or you identify yourself in that way then what are you going to do you're going to sell and focus on the services that you offer which is not a bad thing but if there's you and i both know that in florida where we are there's a lot of people doing what we do mm -hmm. so we have to again change our mindset to say okay it's i need not focus on the services that i offer and, and present that to the customer and kind of had my value points there it's i need to completely reframe the conversation and saying okay i need to find out their pain points and again solve their problem you know it's it's mm -hmm. not because if, if I focus on saying, hey, I'm a washer, then I'm always going to try to sell what I do yeah. rather than who I am and my message that goes beyond. Yeah, the, the, the solution that, that you I provide. Offer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, you know, let me ask you this. You know, when you're talking about the 2020 thing, um, you know, the fact that like you were talking about pivoting and, and people teasing you for using that, but every, every buzzword we, we, they start out as new things and then they turn into buzzwords and then we all get made fun of for using them. But, um, but you know, whether it's pivoting or, you know, getting, getting creative and, and, um, and, you know, coming up with opportunities to, to succeed in that, I would argue, Jeremy, um, that that wasn't your mentality that that were those were the actions that you took because of your mentality and I'll, i want to explain what i what i mean by that you you saw me turn around and grab a i got a notepad here i was at a an event uh, a month or so ago and there was a woman i've never heard of her before but apparently she's you know she does like 50 million dollars a year in being a coach you know like a life coach and business coach and stuff she's doing some big things excuse me and um so brooke uh castillo is her name and she shared this framework that she goes through when she helps people so i'm going to run through it quickly but it's circumstances thoughts feelings actions results okay circumstances thoughts feelings actions results and then she defines them your circumstances your you know so jeremy the current circumstances that you have if i hit pause right now okay those are your circumstances in that moment, right? Those are facts that you can't control. Now, those are facts that you may have created in the past, but in this moment, you are where you are. You can't change where you are right now. You can only change where you are in, in a second from now. Does that make sense? You know, so, but your current sure. circumstances, they're just that and you can't control them. All you can control is what you're going to do right now. So uh, thoughts, she says, are sentences in our mind. Feelings. She gets a little crazy, but I'm like, you know, I kind of like this thing. She goes, feelings are vibrations in your body. And I thought, what a great way to describe emotions. You know, feelings is like, I've had some very angry vibrations through my body before. Um, actions, is, they're what you do or what you don't do. And then results, those are the 
uh, effect of our actions. Our results are our new circumstances. So running through that, she says, you know, there's really one thing that you really control when it comes to effectiveness in this thing. And it's your thoughts because your circumstances are there. Your feelings are a result of your thoughts. Your actions are a result of how you feel and your results are a result of your actions. So for you back in 2020, because I think you and I, my business grew through 2020, but um, I think that was because of work I had done prior to, and I had a good team in place, but I, I really froze. And in hindsight, I can see that, you know, it, you know, Jeremy, and most of the listeners know I dealt with some mental health issues that I had to go through last year. And I can look back at 2020 and see how I was actually really, I was really weak and, you know, let's say shallow. And, you know, I didn't have a good foundation personally. And 2020 really whipped my ass, you know, on the emotional side. Yeah. And I, I kind of went into my hole and hit a little bit. So even though my business grew through it, it wasn't because I got creative and pivoted. It was just because I was still riding a particular wave of momentum that I was able to ride through 2020. But, but here's the thought, here's my thing. As I probably just talked for 10 minutes there, but you and I, this is where it would have been different. Our circumstances were it's February of 2020 and there's a pandemic on the, on the horizon. We can't control that. But thoughts, your thoughts were probably something along the lines of, um, Hey, Someone's going to win in this. There's room for people to win. So it's going to be me. I just have to get creative and, and stay ahead of the, the curve here. And I would say I probably started out that way, but I got kind of scared, kind of beat down. And my thoughts went more towards like, holy crap, I don't know what to do. I, I haven't got any results. And holy shit, the destruction's on the way. You know, that was, those were, were my thoughts. So we get to your feelings. Your feelings, based on your your view, is are is probably optimism, probably hope, um, probably a fire lit under your ass, knowing that you do have to run faster than the other guy that's running from the lion, but you just got to outrun that dude, right? And what do your actions do? Well, then that freed up your actions, you know, freed your up your mental space to actually take action on these things because you had hope for them, and then your results were you got your results. For me, my thoughts were, you know, they turned into oh crap, this is hard, this is scary, and I don't have control. So my my feelings were hopeless fear you know terror my actions were hide from that shit and now fortunately my company grew but my results were i became a weaker person you know I, I went further down that that spiral so um so i actually was just excited to kind of share that with you because i know you said that you were wanting to talk about mentality anyway but the fact that we can frame the way we think about something and it does have an impact, but it's not this woo-woo mystical thing of if we just think about it, it comes, you know, but I think there probably is something to manifestation, even though I don't believe in any, uh, the, the, say, a supernatural aspect of it. But I think whenever we focus on that thing and we, we frame something in our mind in a way of I'm going to get this, well, that changes your feelings or emotions. And that does change your actions. And that does change the results. Does that make sense? What are your thoughts on that? Like, I, I wanted to, I didn't want to teach you that. I wanted to run, run that by you, Jeremy, and get your feelings and thoughts on that. No, I agree with you 100%. I've been really thinking about that a lot recently, too, that um, it's, it's not so much that our circumstances are going to change or they're going to become better, but it's learning in the midst of it kind of what you alluded to how to remove yourself from those circumstances in a sense where you're not so entangled and and, and kind of you know as you would say spiraling spiraling down from mm -hmm. these circumstances right and we could i mean the list could could be a million right you could say every day you you know you know this i know this employees are great you know yeah. th this is we need not all grow, of them, right? Just for the record. Yeah. But the good, the good ones are really great. <laughs> yeah, the good ones. I mean, but let's, let's, I mean, let's be honest that we, if we want to grow and scale the mm. way that you and I want to do and, and to do other things, to be freed up, do other things, we need people and we need people mm -hmm. in place. Yep. But the reality is I remember our good friend, Brandon Vaughn told me, mm -hmm. and it just has stuck with me. And it's, it's just something I, I have to continually remind myself 
is that you can have the most perfect systems, but you are always going to deal with imperfect people. Yeah. And that's good stuff. That is that is a hard reality that I have been learning for a long time and having to reframe again with my thoughts. Okay. When I'm wanting to, you know, go crazy on everybody, Mm -hmm. um, that it's not so much about me trying to change them or the things that are wrong in my business. It's about removing myself in the sense where if those things can continue to happen and I'm not affected so much by them, it's just, it just, it's kind of like Pat Clark, another good friend of ours says that it's like a guy in the gym that exercises, you know, a skinny guy going into the gym that exercises, he's not going to expect to get ripped in a week. Right. Mm -hmm. But over time, as he exercises his muscles through repetition, Mm -hmm. he's going to see growth. Right. And I think it's the same thing that nothing changes in our business until we change. Yeah. And a lot of times it's really begins with us and then it's a trickling effect to everyone else. Right. But our problem is that we want to try to change everything and everybody else except ourselves. And in reality, we are the ones that need changing. And I think, again, the circuit is not about the circumstances. It's about the, you being changed in a way where you can just continue to move forward despite the difficulties. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this aligns exactly with what you're saying, but it's what's coming to my mind. So let's just, let's just keep talking, dude. We'll see where this, where this lands here, Jeremy. Um, so you, know, you were talking about like your employees and your imperfect employees, which, you know, obviously if any employees are, are out there listening to this, we understand we're imperfect uh, owners as well. <laughs> so we're yes, not, absolutely, you know, 100%. We're, we're pointing one finger at you and there's what three pointing back, you know, type of thing. So, right. Um, but when we when we talk about that, like I have, uh, I know I have a YouTube video and, and maybe even a, a podcast out there where I talk about, um, I think the concept, I think I asked it in question form, which is, is everything your fault? And my answer, the conclusion was yes. And I actually don't like that anymore. I think that's a bunch of bullshit, but in spirit i was kind of right but the but i was wrong and at the very least in how i said it so i i just want to bounce this off of you but you were talking about like say imperfect employees and i love that i've never actually heard brandon say that phrase where he said uh you know what was it uh you can have a perfect system but you've got to remember that you have imperfect employees in it and i think as as entrepreneurs and as business owners or even just as managers even if you don't own the business I think that right there and the missing that point, you know, so for people listening to the audio, when you get it here and I'm pointing at my brain, but you don't get it here (laughs) when I'm pointing at my, my heart, I think that's what leads to the phrase. You just can't find good people or what leads to the phrase of you can't grow a business because no one cares about your business as much as you will. And going back to the, you know, is everything your fault? Well, the answer is no, everything's not your fault. There's, there's actual victims in life that it wasn't their fault that they were victimized. You know, there, there's people that get assaulted randomly. You know, it's not his, that person's fault for that. Um, someone can get rear-ended in a car. It's not their fault. Now, you can make an argument, well, if they chose not to get on the road, it would never happen. Well, maybe. And if I chose to stay in my house, I might get hit by an airplane. Is that my fault, too? You know, I, I don't know. You right. know, is, <laughs> So I would, so I think the way I would reword it is most things, uh, you know, and I'd like to probably word this more positively, and then I'm going to kind of get into getting your thoughts on this. I just, Jeremy, you knew coming onto the show, I can't give short things. I'm just proud of myself. I haven't interrupted you very much yet so far. So (laughs) I know you, (laughs) but, um, I would word it this way. Everything's not my fault. Um, a lot of things probably happen because I, created a formula for them to happen. You know, uh, Michael Kaplan, you know, he always says your, your business is the perfect sum of all the parts of your systems that you have. So if your business is aimless and non-profitable, it's a sum of all of the systems that you have. Your system might be, I don't pay attention to my PL. 
there you go. Well, now you're not profitable because you don't even know your stinking numbers, right? So it could be your fault in that sense. But here's, here's the key. Whose fault it is with the situation that you're in is irrelevant. It's all of our responsibilities to change our situation. And when it comes to employees, like for instance, I went into the office this morning. Uh, it's one of the reasons I was a little late today, but not main reason, Jeremy, was I wanted to eat a little extra. So I, I, sorry, I was five minutes late to our recording here, but I had to go up to my office. I have to apologize for wanting to eat more, Bobby. <laughs> I'll do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw you, Jeremy. I don't care. I want, food was more important <laughs> than you today. Um, but I, I go up to the office and it wasn't my, you know, typical day where I go up there and meet with the team, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to start uh, attending the marketing meetings as well. And I'll probably do most of them on zoom, but it is what it is. Went up there today. And, um, and the reason for it is, you know, we're kind of missing the mark on some stuff. You know, the business is doing great. Our profit is great. Um, our top line has been struggling a little bit, which it's always kind of been the opposite. I've always been great at the top line and then I'd have struggles, you know, on everything in between there and my profit, but we've kind of changed those things, but you know, the economy is what the economy is and things have changed a bit and, and we haven't pivoted enough or got creative enough. So I could step back and say, well, gosh, dang it. I put a leadership team in place. Why the heck aren't they solving this problem? Because my current circumstances back to that, that thing, my circumstances are we're not being as aggressive or as creative uh, or as opportunistic as we can be on marketing. Well, my thoughts could be, well, gosh, dang it. My team's letting me down. Uh, they, they should already be there. They're good enough, blah, blah, blah. Or my thoughts could be, hmm, I'm the leader, and it's my job to empower my people. And the truth is, as the leader, when my company's not succeeding or when my people are not succeeding, that one's on me because that's my job, right? Well, now what happens? My emotions change. Is when I think of it the second way, I, I, I start hearing the, the soundtrack, the, the Remember the Titans soundtrack or the, the, the Hans Zimmer, you know, whatever, you know, motivational music. That's, that's what I start to feel in my mind. And, and then I'm motivated because I want to go to the meeting and I want to work with my team. That's amazing. Where if I put the, allowed my thoughts to be, gosh, dang it, you just can't find good people, which by the way, if, if my people ever listen, I, I don't think that, by the way, I'm just using this as an example. Because I did show up and I, and I was, you know, I'm, I'm on the positive side of this. But if I looked at it the other way, you just can't find good people. You know, they're, they're not going to care as much as you. Well, what happens? You don't perform well as a leader now. Your emotions turn to frustration, um, probably some hopelessness. And then your uh, actions turn into uh, frustrated words and pointing fingers and blaming them instead of taking responsibility to positively change that thing. And I think that's where a lot of people... Um, I think it's where a lot of people fell, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship, because uh, I think the first ceiling or wall that we hit when we're starting a business is really just the start, which is how do I get my first jobs, you know, the sales and marketing side. And then I, once we get past that, it's kind of easy when you're doing the work. And then the next ceiling that we hit is that, oh, crap, how do I lead people? You know, how do I get them there? So, Jeremy, I just said a whole lot of stuff. I don't even know if it completely resonated with what you were talking about, but that's what I thought when I went there. What's your experience been with that? You know, I know you've got some employees, you know, have you, have you had the failure before where you thought the wrong way and dealt with that wrong? And have you had the, the positive win where you thought it the right way? And what's your experience been? Or do you think that's just a bunch of BS on everything I just shared? <laughs> no, I, I would say it's a daily thing. Um, I think I, I tell people this, Bobby, that the, in my opinion, what I've observed so far in my experience as a business owner or an entrepreneur mm -hmm. is the two hardest things that we'll ever do in our business is, is set and manage customer expectations. Yeah. And the second one is lead and manage people. You will never graduate from those two things as a business owner. I don't care how perfect your systems are. You will never ever graduate yeah. from those two things if you're going to be a business owner and be a real entrepreneur. And so I'm, I'm there with you. I'm learning every day. I've tried stuff. I've I've tried to take my lead techs, and we've gone through um, you know extreme ownership before. You know, like meeting weekly and like reading the chapter and discussing it, and having mm -hmm. and having great conversation. But this goes back to the thing where, which I agree with you too about not everything being your fault because. 
I can give them the tools, but if they don't act upon those tools or take those tools that I give them or those resources, I can't make them do that. I can't make anybody do anything. I can't make anybody want to change. Yeah. That's, that, that's on them. It's, it's on me and you to, to, to want the desire to change. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. so I can just provide the resources, the encouragement and the, you know, and the, the tools to say, Hey, you know, I want to invest in you. I, I, you know, this is, you know, I see great things in you, but it's up to you, man, to the balls in your court per se, you know, yeah. cliche. Well, I, you know, and I think sticking with the theme in that scenario that you're talking about when, um, you know, and, and again, we, we, you can frame things however you want, but, you know, relatively speaking, you know, you got to let people go out and do something. So, you know, there's going to be some mistakes, right? You've got to, you know, I had this talk with my general manager the other day because she was like, oh, I feel like I'm, you know, letting you down here or there, Bobby. You know, I'm like, you're not letting me down at all. Like, you know, when I knew there's going to be some areas that you needed to find your way in. And I knew the only real way to be effective there is to let you, you know, uh, fail is too hard of a word, but to let you fail. Um, so you learn that lesson, you know, so you, you, you get it and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to get them to, to make me, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of profit every month that I can put in my pocket while I'm not working. That's not what I'm working towards right now. I'm running a marathon. Excuse me. I got a cough again. Excuse me. And um, so, you know, and I said, listen, you know, I, I want these things straightened out and I want them straightened out soon, but all in all things are going really, really well. And, and I don't care if it takes six months uh, or a year even for this ship to be going on, you know, your trajectory, you know, it's my vision and I'm the one saying that's where we want to go. But, you know, if it's a cruise ship, you know, we'll let, she can pick the cruise director. She can pick the the DJ. She can pick the, you know, uh, how we're going to fill the ship. I'm just saying the ship's going that way. And I want this much money, you know, by the time we get there and she's making it happen. But I think there's a difference though, between let's just say planned, um, lessons from the school of hard knocks you know letting your people i I hate saying fail just because um they're not failing me but you you get my point you know you try a thing you're not successful at the thing there's a difference between that and then there's then there's the you have the employees like you're talking about if your employees go out there and they screw up okay is that your fault well i mean i i guess technically it's your fault because you let someone go somewhere to do something for you but at the end of the day that's how life works what's our fault is when we don't act on that and correct it right when they when they screw up and we don't even say anything or when they screw up again and we don't do a write-up or when they screw up again and we don't give them a final warning right those are the things where i'm saying okay that is our stinking fault at that point and that was something i used to be very very strong at and then it's something i became weak at um, you know, even earlier this year, I, uh, there's, there's, I'm not going to mention the person's name, but the one person that I fired earlier this year that I actually still love and appreciate and te- we text every now and then, but that particular person, uh, whenever I had kind of become that shell of that human, when I was dealing with my demons, I was just letting them and some other people it spread in the company, just do any and everything. And I wasn't addressing it because, you know, my, my, I, I had no foundation. So I'm not suggesting that I'm perfect and all that, but what I'm saying is that was my fault. You know, that was, I was creating that problem because these things were happening and I wasn't addressing them and moving forward. What say you, Jeremy Brooke? No, absolutely. But I, I mean, to your defense, you were dealing with things that are beyond and in, in that time oh, sure. control yeah. of what was going on. Well, um, I'm not hating no, on I, my, just for the record, for anyone listening, I'm not hating on myself, but the truth is, you know, circumstances aside you know that was quote unquote my fault because i wasn't taking the action now i'm not hating on myself or or throwing stones at my old self but but um sorry i just wanted to just want to clarify that positivity is key <laughs> no that's good man no yeah no I, I hear you you're you're right it is our responsibility to when we see things hey i don't know if you've heard of this so you know are you know are you familiar with like the the whole sandwich effect that people use there like, like the compliment sandwich know, we, thing yeah, like, you know, when you give someone a compliment, and you're like, okay, this guy, we need to see, this needs to improve. And then, you know, you give them another compliment. Yep. Um, my coach and conquer, um, you can look it up, you Google it, the velvet hammer. 
It's another way of having constructive criticism with your employees. And in a nutshell, I'll just quickly kind of go over how it works is basically, I mean, you make it very laid back and casual, like, hey, you know, you got a minute? Say, let's just let's just role play for a second. Say, hey, mm-hmm. Bobby, you know, you got a minute? Oh, yeah, yeah sure. sure. I'll role play with and you. Then, yeah. Hey, you, yeah. you're, you're doing my part, man. Let me role play. So let's do this. All right. You All say right. It hey, to me. hey, Bobby, you got, you got a minute, Bobby? I guess so, boss. Okay, I'll be more positive. Hold on, let's do this again. I, I won't, I won't, I won't jerk around. All right, let's uh, starting over. All right, ready? I need three seconds to fall into character. All right, let's do this. I got. It. Hey, Bobby, you got a minute? I sure do, Mister Brook. Awesome. Hey, let's go chat for a second. Um. So I've been noticing a couple things, and I see that you're kind of been you've been late, you know, lately, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of been a repetitive thing. Um, yeah, I know, man. My kids are, you know, what kids are, and you know the traffic and at damn school, you know, they they open back up and it just makes it hard to get to work in time, Mister Brook. I yeah, like no, this, I, role, I this role playing thing's fun. Keep doing it. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, yeah, I completely understand. I mean, I mean, yeah, definitely. There's always these unforeseen things that happen, but um, you know, just to let you know, it just it can't continue. Like it's it's got to stop. You know, we just it's affecting everyone else. So, um, you know, what do you think, how do you think we should fix this? You know, I'll probably just try to wake up early, man. I'll do my best. You know, I'll do my best to be here and, you know, I'll try working, waking up 15 minutes earlier. Great. Okay. Awesome. Do you need any help with that as far as kind of an accountability? You want me to, you know, I don't really want to call you, you know, because I'm not, not your dad, but, you know, I mean. Is there anything I can help with that? You know, that's why it, I want it to be a joint effort. You know, how can we fix this? Yeah, you know, I can help. Yeah. And I, I may have been, I don't know what role I was supposed to play there on the thing. I don't know if I was supposed to push that, <laughs> but, but I, I get your point, you know, and I love the thing. You get my point like, though. I mean, well, it's, especially it's, when it's, you it's, say, when you ask them, you know, uh, w- w- two things that you did there that I thought were great. The first one is, well, how do you think that can be fixed? You didn't tell me this is how to fix it. It was, you were communicating very clearly this isn't acceptable and I expect it fixed, but you let me be the one that creates the solution. And then your follow-up with now, is there any way I can help you with that? You know, you're doing two things. One, you're empowering your team by saying, Hey, if I have a tool, it's at your disposal. And the other thing you're doing with that is you're removing excuses whether you're removing it in their mind at that moment because they see what's happening or in the future, the next time it happens and they say, well, dude, I couldn't do it because, well, I asked you, how can I help you? And now you're saying there's this problem that I can help you with, you know? So I love that. You know, you, you were nice. You were kind. You, you let me give the solution. And of course, if I gave a bad one, you would, you know, edit that and change it. And then you made sure to uh, empower me and remove any excuses to get there. I thought that was excellent. I was waiting for a little more hammer than than all that velvet. No. I don't know why they call it. I guess a velvet hammer is like soft. I, I don't know. But I just heard that this week from my coach. I'm like, well, that's really good because, again, it's like, like you said, offering to them how, you know, how are we, I, I like the whole we, you know, how are we going to fix this, right? Yeah. Saying, hey, I'm here to support you, right? It isn't like, you know what you need to do. Come on, you know, get on time. Come on, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. That's I just stuff. thought I'd throw that in there. You know? Yeah. So how are things going? I don't know if you want to spill a whole lot of it, but uh, you know, we know you've been running your home service business and we know you got some teams of people, you know, helping you with that and you're scaling and doing some cool stuff. Uh, you got some new things on the horizon or new, uh, new projects you're working on, or is it all in the, the service business right now? Cause I know some things that you're aspiring for and, uh, but I don't, I don't want to share them. If you don't want to share them publicly, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where you're at on that. So I want to respect that. No, I appreciate that. No, um, I mean, right now it's the, um, it's definitely the, the service business, but my goal is to um, remove myself as much as possible from the day to day operations. And um, I'm not sure what that looks like, um, mm-hmm. just exploring some avenues, but I really um, desire to kind of what I say, get into the info space of our industry, mm-hmm. um, not sell people, you know, false 
realities of they're going to make, you know, 30,000 a month when they first start out and take my course, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. It's more of the fact of that coaching, that mentoring, helping businesses start. Because you said something yesterday, which I think was so true. I'm like, man, me and Bobby are so much alike that <laughs> I'm, I'm good at starting businesses, but not running them. Yeah. And I know that about myself and I want to be able to help people start their businesses mm -hmm. um not so much be involved in the day-to-day -day with their businesses but kind of point them to resources that i use or have used right mm -hmm. just kind of be that that kind of person and i want to you know go out and uh maybe help training out in the field with employees and things like that mm -hmm. um some consulting yeah some coaching i i, I really would love to um do those kind of things. I get very passionate about those yeah. things when I can be in that space. No, I'm, I'm so. with you. I mean, you already know that's, that's the stuff I'm working on in my life. And, you know, I would say, I bet this is, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I bet you, because we probably are similar on this. You're probably not bad at managing. Uh, or, uh, maybe, maybe I should say it this way. It's probably not that you lack the ability. Um, it's just, it's not your passion it's you're 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 a monkey that's made to climb a tree but instead you're trying to fly and it's not very fulfilling right and uh, so if you're like me i need to be climbing the tree i need to be the monkey up there you know doing what i'm good at swinging from branch to branch and um i was trying to you know swim like the fish or fly you know whatever analogy you want to use and man i just don't like managing i don't like it you know and well boohoo bobby that's life well it is and you know what you can suck it because I'm going to stop doing that and I'm going to start doing things that I am passionate about and I'm going to make a lot of money while I do it. And I'm going to change a lot of lives while I do it. So suck on those bitches. Okay. But, um, but, but you know, I've won the awards for managing, you know, I actually, I've thrown them away since I was about to point at my bedroom over here, but I used to have them, you know, I, I've won the awards where I was the top sales manager and I've won the awards where I was the top general. Actually, I don't think I ever was the top vice president or general manager. I don't believe, but which, but I was still at the top. I was still on the, at the tropical destinations. I was still getting the trophies. I was still getting the bonuses. I was, you know, still getting the accolades and dude, it ain't fun. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, managing is just, it's like managing. I just don't like it, man. I don't know. You know, it's just like, it's, it's boring to me. It's just really boring because it, it it's, uh, it's kind of like assembly line work minus the fun part of assembly line work, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, I can enjoy right. assembly line work in the same way I can enjoy mowing the lawn. Cause I can at least listen to podcasts and, you know, listen to audiobooks or whatever, and, and kind of have a little fun. But when you're managing, it's like, you gotta be watching everything, but you're not, you're not creating, you're not, um, you're not growing, you're managing another person's vision. Well, I'm, I want to have, I'm the visionary guy, you know, Jeremy, I think you're the visionary guy. And, and, you know, I'll tell you this, I am selling that course. Here's how you can, you know, do this stuff. But, uh, but to Jeremy's point, it ain't, it's not a, a lot of bullshit, you know, it's, it's, yeah, your course is way different. I'm, I'm not, again, well, and I know you, you want to criticize me well enough. Yeah. yeah. I'm not referring to you in any way. I'm, yeah. you, you, you know, you know, the, the, I know the what you're talking about. Yeah. That, you know, so yeah, I, I've interviewed one of them on my yeah. podcast before. Uh, I think I, it still might be live. I can't remember if I took it down or not, but, <laughs> but, you know, I have someone that I interviewed on this podcast that they're, uh, they're one of the biggest names in our industry now and probably the richest, you know, because they've done so well at, uh, you know, being that uh, attractive character, you know, being the the guru and, and making that money. And I remember like on, on my episode, you know, when we were done recording, they said, Hey man, here's a way you can make more money. And I said, well, I'm all ears. And he goes, well, you need to let Kurt know whenever you're doing going live on your videos and your podcasts and stuff. Kurt's the CEO of Responsibid, who, uh, by the way, I'm going to do a quick, uh, hold on, let me write that down. We're about that far into it. Okay. So this is going to be the Responsibid commercial. So guys, I'm going to, you're going to hear a little beep or a sound, and then it's going to be me giving a Responsibid commercial, and then we're going to come back. So What's going on, guys? It's Bobby here again. And uh, listen, I'm just going to keep it real with you. I recorded this podcast about three months ago. I kind of forgot to upload it. And now that I'm ready to do so, I forgot that I was supposed to put a little commercial here in the middle for responsive bid. So here we are. And I'm trying to edit this thing and getting it out for you all. 
And I just don't have any creative juices in me right now. So I did what anyone would do in 2023. And I fired up chat GPT and I said, hey, what kind of radio commercial for Responsa Bid would Macho Man Randy Savage give me? And here's what it gave me. And I want to give you my best Macho Man impersonation, which is going to be terrible, but I'm going to do it for you guys. So here we go. Oh, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage here. And I'm telling you about Responsi Bid, brother. This is the ultimate tool for the home service business. With Responsi Bid, you can automate your sales process, streamline your operations, and generate accurate quotes like nobody's business. It's the cream of the crop, yeah? And if you're not using it, you're missing out, brother. So if you want to be a champion in your industry, go get Responsi Bid. Snap into it. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I know that's really terrible, but let's be honest, it was really beautiful at the same time. So here's what you do, guys. If you want to check out Responsibid, it's the best sales tool in the home service industry. You just go to jnebid.com and you get a special deal that no one else gets just for being a Journey of a New Entrepreneur listener. You go to jne, like Journey of a New Entrepreneur, b-i-d, like responsibid.com. Tell them Bobby sent you. Peace. Okay, that was a wonderful. Uh, that was a wonderful uh, uh, commercial about responsibility. So anyway, I had this dude on my response or on my uh, podcast, and he goes, "Here's what you should do: have Kurt over there at responsibility every time uh, you're live, start firing off fake sales that come through. So that way you can be like, hey, look at this. Here's another one right now. Just so happens to be while I'm talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, well, no thanks. You know, I'm just like, I, I can't. I got to sleep good at night, you know, and, and I'm not right now. I'm just, I guess, ranting about life and all that stuff. But, you know, unfortunately, there's some bad people and there's some dishonest people that are out there um, making money. You could argue taking advantage of people. But I'll tell you this, Jeremy, I, when you shared that those are some of the things that you want to do, man, I got excited because I'm like, here's, you know, I, you and I aren't best friends, but I think we're kindred spirits. And I'm like, oh, this is what the world needs, not washers, not the pressure washing industry. This is what the world needs is more people like Jeremy that, you know, you guys, you can hear it in his voice while he's speaking. He, he just, he's a, a kind, um, warm person that just cares about people. And bro, I'm buying the damn course. I can't wait till it comes out. So what are, I don't care what it's about, man. I'll be right there at the front of the line. So so good for you. So let's put a little pressure on you. Um, why are you not doing it right now? And you might have a good reason because I, because uh, let me, I want to lay out some cards. Okay. You, you, people always hear me in the podcast and I'll say, if you're not doing the things you want to do in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing them, there's no good reason. So there could be good reasons why you're not doing it right this second. I know you're going to be pursuing it. But I, I want to find out, are there good reasons you're not doing it now? Or are you just bitching out? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Because I ain't going to buy your man. course if you're bitching out, man. No, I know. I know. I hear you, man. I hear you. No, I I, I really, I guess I, I really don't. I mean, I couldn't just give you the, I, I maybe the excuse that I'm still running my service business. Yeah. And I'm trying to find those people that I can put in place so that I can have the free time to mm -hmm. pursue those things. I don't know if that's a good, uh, justifiable, you know, reason, but you know, um, I got to do the thing that's putting food on the table yeah. to, but my goal, like I said, is to get mm -hmm. the right people in the right place so that hopefully I can get to a place where you, where you are at right now with a, a good leadership team and I can step away mm -hmm. and have really, really devote my, myself, not, I guess my bandwidth isn't as wide right now to yeah. be able to do both fully, well, you fair. know, my heart being fully in it. Well, so here's my response. I can easily be convinced that that's very legit, but who gives a shit what I think, right? It's your life and your dream. But, but as your friend and as someone that does like to, to push people, I would say this, um, as long as that's the truth, you know, you didn't ask, you may not even care, but you know what? This is the Bobby Walker show. So I'm going to talk about it right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um the uh you know my thoughts are this is like i can be absolutely you know i'm like yeah that makes sense you're in a particular chapter of your life right now and it's preparing you for the next chapter of your life and that's why i say if you're not doing the things that you want to be doing you better have a damn good reason for it you know you don't necessarily want to be just running your service business you want to be doing the next thing the coaching the helping people the next business maybe whatever but you have a good reason for it right now it's you're developing this business so it can support you for that so so my challenge or pushback is jeremy if that you know when you look in the mirror you know when you and i are done and you go to the bathroom and you're looking in that mirror spend an extra five seconds and just stare in your eyes and be like is that really why and if the answer is really yes then fuck yeah fist bump from bobby fist bump yourself in the mirror and you, you know you keep on living but if it's well i actually have enough bandwidth in the evening to start helping people and i'm just not doing it and i'm using that as my excuse and i would say all right get off your bitch ass and start helping people in the evening if that aligns with what you want of course you know if that aligns with you so um you know full disclosure bobby walker does not live in your head bobby walker does not have anything to do or say so about your dreams hopes goals and future um and the opinions that were just expressed are not those of bobby walker but of someone else that you should go sue them so all right there you go that's that's my disclaimer and <laughs> all that good stuff I'm, I'm trying oh, to speak cool. in a third person a lot more you know i figure you know uh when i see uh the you know some of the big industry coaches they they refer to themselves as you know when coach bobby says something you can know coach bobby means it and I don't, it's, i'm just trying to be more like them that's all you want to try it <laughs> jeremy brooke how's it how's it feel to be man. you oh it feels great man but you're supposed to say jeremy brooke loves feeling great jeremy brooke loves feeling great i don't know why we're doing this this is so terrible this is the like, this is terrible podcasting right now all right. So, so you, you do want to, you know, you're going to be doing these things. You want to be, uh, uh, the, the term I've been using is professional enabler. You know, I want to be the, the dude that, you know, enables people. I just want to make sure it's enabling them to do the things that, that they really want and that's healthy for them, you know, um, cause you don't, none of us get to change people's lives. And that's something that I've kind of realized, uh, you know, all of my gurus that I enjoy and that I follow, I used to go, Oh my God, this person changed my life. And I realized you got to give yourself the credit for that. I changed my life, but Jeremy Brooke gave me a tool to help, me. you know, uh, when I was depressed, when I, you know, I, I envisioned myself in this big, deep pit and it's so not as big and deep as the one from the dark Knight rises, you know, with Batman he's down in that thing, but still a big, deep pit where it's like dark down at the bottom. And the way I viewed it is I pulled myself out of that thing, but, you know, my friends and my family threw a rope down. My therapist gave me the proper instructions on where you hold the rope, how far you put your other hand on before you start putting the other hand above it. And then how far your feet need to be apart while you're kind of walking up the side of the thing. And, you know, my therapist gave me the tools, you know, on how to pull myself out. And then my family and my friends were also at the top of the, the pit cheering me on you know, uh, keeping me motivated, maybe even shining a flashlight down there. Sometimes they even shine it in your eyes. So they don't mean to, they kind of blind you a little bit with some of that, but they're shining the light and helping you get there. But Jeremy, that's, that's what, what's what I want to do. And that's, that's one thing I love and respect about you. And it's why we're on this podcast. You know, it's why you ended up coming on the show is I know this is some of the stuff that you want to do. So, um, how soon, you know, in your perfect world, well, maybe not in your perfect world, but in your current, uh, view, you know, when do you want to start, you know, being the person that throws that rope down or being the person that shines the light or being the person at the top of that pit, you know, cheering people on? Um, what do you see right now? Because you have to have an idea, I'm sure. When do you think you're going to be doing those? things? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I'm kind of doing those things in really small um, measures. Mm -hmm. uh, I have, you know, contractors that contact me all throughout the day um, about things. So, um, yeah, I mean, it just... I'm doing it in little ways, but I'd like to, you know, do it on a larger scale. I mean, I like, I, I, I'm not, a, I'm like you, I, I'm not about the money. I'm not about being like, I don't want to get rich and, you know, have all this stuff. I could Well, I less. do just for the record, but I'm, I do want all that stuff also, but carry on. I just want to keep it real. I want, okay, daddy wants good. a private Island. I just want to make a positive impact yeah. in the world too. <laughs> well, that's not your motivation, right? Yeah. Um, but the motivation is to help people. So, I mean, again, I would like to be able to do it in a space where my needs are met and I can live a 
comfortable life and yeah, you know, do the thing and yeah, that's so. That's me, man. You know, and, and there's a there's a joy, there's a a sense of like I don't know accomplishment or something when you you really do can help somebody. You know, like you really yeah. see. It's and sometimes good. they just they tell you things that you're just like, no, dude, I'm not that. You know, like somebody the other day called me a legend. I'm like, I'm not a legend. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just yeah. a guy that's like figuring out how to run a business in life, and you know, I'm just ordinary guy, man. I don't know. <laughs> don't call me that. Yeah, you know? Yo, I'll tell you something. Uh, but yeah, I want I want to get your thoughts on this, Jeremy. You know, because I get some stuff like that too, right? You know, I I mean, it, it's a little. You feel a little silly even saying that out loud in public right now. You know, to be like, yeah, I have people that say I'm a hero or whatever. But the truth is, I do. You know, the truth is, you do. You know, some people do that stuff, and I was so. I was so afraid to be judged in the way I judge those quote unquote gurus, the ones that, that you and I don't respect, you know, the, the ones that told me I should lie to my audience to try to get more responsibility commissions and stuff like that. You know, I was so like anti wanting to be judged to like those people that um, I didn't want any, I didn't want to be spoken to, spoken about, treated like, you know, any way that, you know, they, they were, but the way I look at it now is it's like, you know, I know me, you know, and in one hand I can say, you know what? I am a damn hero in one hand. Now hear me out listeners. Don't turn this off yet. Okay. Hear me out all the way. And there is some arrogance in what I'm saying, but just hear me out. Give me a chance. And Jeremy, I want, I want your feedback on this. You know what? I am a hero in some respects. One way I'm a hero is I speak up and just share my experiences about my mental health struggle. And you know what? I've had literally dozens, you know, over the last few months here, literally dozens of people that have reached out to me and said, Hey, just you sharing what you went through helped me in this way. It helped me get over myself and get into therapy. It helped me move on from this thing I was struggling with. It helped me whatever, right? That's pretty cool. You know, that's pretty cool shit. I ain't going to lie. But on the flip side, I just got done saying, you know, people didn't save me. So I didn't save anyone. So I can say, well, I'm not a hero in any respect, even when I share that. But here's what I, I can say is sometimes we just need to be what people need. You know, sometimes, sometimes I need the hero. Sometimes I do need the guru so I can borrow their confidence. So I, you know, because when I hear that person talk, I do put them on a pedestal and I do think that they kick ass at everything. And I say, you know what? I'm going to borrow that. I'm going to plug into their power source to help me kick ass at the thing that I need to kick ass on. So now, so first off, does that even, are you even following me at all? Like, does that make sense? Am I explaining myself where you understand yeah, absolutely. where I'm going? Okay. No, so, you're, you're right on. So, so to sum that up, Jeremy. I would say, I think that all of us, not you and me, because we want to be coaches, okay, but including you and me, just because we're people and every person that can hear my voice right now, okay, I would say I have a self-imposed obligation at the very least. Do we all have this obligation to society? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I'll say this much. I have a self-imposed obligation that, and, and I think you, everyone that can hear my voice, I think the world would be a better place if you had a self-imposed obligation. So I'm not saying you need to or you should. I'm just saying I think it would be beneficial for everyone on the planet if we all said, I got an obligation of being who people need me to be. If someone needs a legend, by God, Jeremy, let them think of you as a legend. Is it that just don't don't think of yourself as a legend that doesn't need to do any more work, but it ain't about you. It's about them. Right. If someone needs that confidence, well, sure, I'll let people think I'm the most confident dude on the planet. When in reality, I want to freaking run and hide four times a day from from the truth and reality, because I don't even think I'm worthy of making this damn podcast. Sometimes I'm getting better at that. and I'm kind of crushing that. And I'm hoping I, that'll never be a problem one day. But but it is now. And. 
you know, so like I, I started saying I wanted to be a professional enabler because I was so afraid of the word coach. And I'm going to, I'm going to still use professional enabler because I think it's kind of funny and kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of cute, you know, but you know what, Jamie, I'm, I want to be a life coach. I want to be a business coach. I want to be someone that, that, that does that stuff. And, um, and we need to, you know, all of us guys, whether you want to be a coach or not, we got to allow ourselves to be what other people want. And I think a lot of people do that, but I know that the people that are like me that have struggled with their, um, self-identity, they've struggled with their self-confidence, they've struggled with their self-worth, you know, we've avoided that probably for at least what was intended to be noble purposes. But at the end of the day, it didn't serve me and it didn't serve anyone else. So as I just strongly pushed back on something that you said there, and I with a bunch of love and respect, by the way, how wrong do you think you are now? <laughs> now, but, but in all seriousness, what are your thoughts on that? You know, like, like if tell me you think I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, cause we can, I, I'm cool with that too. You know, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but, but you hear what I'm saying. What, what are your thoughts when I kind of push back on that? No, I, I, um, I don't think you're pushing back at all. I didn't get that that vibe or anything and i i agree with you um it was my velvet hammer that. that's why you didn't feel it because i was yeah, pushing hard on the thing that yeah. you were gonna, you were you, dropping that soft i was hammer, man. I, I hit it hard it was just that velvet man just takes the edge off <laughs> no it's um I, I think you're right i think um the space that you and i are wanting to inspire to be in really requires someone to have a servant heart it's a thankless job and um but you have to be willing to be that servant because who knows if the people that you and i enable let's use that right mm -hmm. um we're gonna see the fruit of that or we're gonna we're gonna see change we don't know right we just we should just be a, a tool for that season per se in someone's life so um yeah i think um i, I mean i told you man uh when I saw you at the last year's PWNCA convention, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I, I didn't, you know, hear from you in a while and I kind of knew what was going on. Some, some peeps that, you know, you and I both know, um, mm -hmm. kind of told me and, um, kind of filling me in because everybody's like, what happened to Bobby? Where's Bobby? Where's Bobby? You know? And for the sake of the um, listeners, just to give you guys some context. So, uh, it was last February. I had just started coming out of my hole a little bit, you know, that depression hole a little bit. So I visited this event that was in town and, ran into Jeremy. So just paint that picture so people know what you're talking about. So carry on, my friend. No, thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm really bad about not painting the, the framework. But, um, you know, I remember, you know, you were with your wife and um, uh, I saw you and, and you shared a little bit more in depth. And I told you that just the, I said, thank you for, for being vulnerable and sharing that with me. And that I respected you even more than I currently did respect you because of your vulnerability to share what you went through. And I think if anyone is wanting to be in this, whatever you want to call it, enabling coach guru space, <laughs> um, they have to be willing to be vulnerable and authentic and serve. And um, because I honestly think the world needs more of that. I think there's too much ego and too much highlight reel going on and people are not willing to share the, the stuff that, Mm -hmm. all of us deal with you know um, what's that famous quote you know you never you never know what kind of day someone has right you know just mm -hmm. be kind to someone you know something like that yeah. I, I really think that so people like yourself that put themselves out in the open that were willing to be vulnerable and share that yeah that's that's a powerful thing that's just I mean, you have my respect for for that for doing that that's yeah. well, I that's someone that, I, that, I, that i would trust you know, i remember that, that conversation that, we were uh I think was it, I think it was right after lunch, right? I think we were still sitting in that uh, ballroom, and was that when yeah. we were sitting down and chatting? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, that's good stuff, man. So, Jeremy, how can um, you you drop some inspirational stuff online from you know from time to time? And I say that tongue in cheek. I think you're a very positive dude. Um, how can people find you? You know, if they if they said, "Man, I like this dude. He's way better than that Bobby Walker character." Um, how, how can they how can they connect with you? um yeah i mean i don't know you typically have your 
podcasters share their information like as far as well only only if they want only if they want to so you don't have to anything but if you want you know if you want people to connect with you on facebook we'll do that if you don't if you want to say guys leave me the f alone i ain't talking to anyone we won't go that route at all so uh, (laughs) that's funny no they can find me on facebook um i'm I'm there you look me up on facebook and um, they want to connect further sure we connect and yeah, but cool. I'm pretty active on Facebook, like yourself. Yeah, yeah. I I'll tell you what. I'm back on Facebook. I you know I took uh, I was off for I don't know probably six to nine months, and truthfully, it was amazing. Um, I was so happy when I was off of it. I'm back on it now, but I'm back on it a bit different. I I just scroll right past the bullshit. I don't you know don't comment on anything that's negative or dragging me down and just avoid it like the plague and it's so much more enjoyable, you know, um, so much more enjoyable, uh, doing it that way. But, but anyway, well, dude, listen, Jeremy, thank you for being here, my friend. Um, I'm by the way, I've got an event. Uh, I don't have the date set yet, but it's probably gonna be the second week of March. And, uh, so just down the road from you and I may need you to be there, but, um, but I appreciate you being on the show and, uh, and appreciate your time and listeners. You know, Jeremy took a took an hour and a half out of his day, uh, middle of a work day, to to share his thoughts, his experiences, and his motivation with you. So show the guy some love, whether it's giving him a, a nice little comment on Facebook or just sending some good positive vibes his way. So Jeremy, I just outstretched my hand. I just sent you some positive vibes, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I wish you the best, my friend. And guys, uh, don't forget, you know, get, give Jill's office a little love jillsoffice.com slash jne don't forget about responsibid the world's best sales platform jnebid.com and lastly if you're not doing the things that you want to be doing in life you better have a damn good reason for it but if you're not pursuing those things there's no good reason for it peace out